Officers Association of Michigan podcast radio show recorded live in our studios in Redford, Michigan. Home is a full-service labor organization formed to provide every labor-related service from negotiations, grievance processing, legal and legislative representation to Act 312 arbitrations. It came to me the other day, uh, I was on a call uh, in a neighboring community about an officer that had been accused of wrongdoing and Seems so out of character to him that it just uh, sort of changed my way of looking at things and caused me to look a little deeper. You know, we've been involved in the uh, the quote unquote pandemic now for just about two years as we as we do this, and it was all intended to last two or three weeks, I guess, at the time. But it, looking back now, I see how much it has changed the general public and uh, the way they've had to, to act, working from home homeschooling kids, uh, people getting laid off, uh, loss of income, different types of things that had occurred that uh, we all seem to recognize because we hear about it on TV or we read about it in the news and we read about it how it affects the general public, but we never, and I guess I'm guilty too, I'd never really thought about how that change affected the people that we represent, the police officers. Some of them were... You know, I think we forget that they're not just police officers. They are also spouses. They're also parents, brothers, sisters, children. Uh, they've got a dog out there someplace. And and so as I thought about it with this particular guy, I dug a little deeper and it re- reminded me that uh, back in 2020, really six months into this, Blue Cross Blue Shield had come out with a, a summary of human behavior that they had noted in diagnoses for uh for anxiety or depression and the types of medicines that were being uh, prescribed and different things like that, that the use of alcohol, sales of alcohol was up hundreds of percent. I can't remember what the number was, but it was huge. And and that was for the general public that these that they had developed this, this group of uh, figures. And I thought nobody ever really thought, and I'm guilty, I never really thought about you know, the police officers are all human beings, too. You know, we, I talk all the time about how we hire from the human race. But I personally had not applied this formula to them. And as I read through this, if people are more depressed and they're more anxious and perhaps more intoxicated or they are suffering from a lack of income or maybe just being together too much, uh, does that change the people that we meet at the front door or in the kitchen or on the front porch for when responding to a domestic dispute or a neighbor dispute? Uh, have you seen any of that? Uh, I'm with here with Ken Wolf today. Have you seen any of that, uh, Ken, uh, in your business, the people that you are treating or the people that you're being called to interview? You know, what, what you started off is talking about the symptoms of the problems and how it manifests, perhaps it would be helpful for us to have a global view of what is the impact of COVID on everybody. Uh, We talk about the new normal. They talk about it, you know, the hybrid workforce, how did it affect supply chains, businesses, schools. 
nobody's looked at the impact of the new normal on police functioning in the community. And if I think, I think if we look at the overview impact of how it's affected police on personal family, uh, departmental, and interactions with the public roles, we can understand some of the officers who then have these symptoms you're, you're talking about. But putting into words the overarching, I think, issues helps define, if we see these people with symptoms, how do we help them in terms of the causes, okay? Well, one of the things that, uh, that you know, I, I wanted to bring up in here was uh, between 2019 and 2021, well, actually, 2021 was the deadliest year in, that we have on record for police officers. And it wasn't uh, 358 of those 522 were listed to cause of death was listed as COVID-related. Uh, so I'll take those out of the formula because that's something that uh, – that really wasn't impacted by the people we deal with or the types of calls we went on. It was something that occurred because of who we had uh, maybe reacted with. But in uh, in 2021, we had uh, 87 that were killed, officers that were killed through an ambush, through uh, through an assault. Now, this is not a guy that was involved in a car wreck, not a guy that wrecked a motorcycle. I'm not talking about those types of things. I'm talking about assault behavior where if he was hit by a car, it was because someone attempted to run him down. And if he was uh, if he was shot, it wasn't an accidental discharge. It wasn't something like this. It was a person that had laid in wait in many cases. And we're seeing this more and more frequently, uh, even just in the past few days, where you get called to a call and you and when you go there with good intentions, you get shot at. In the old days, they would run from you. They might call you names. They might make up a, a tale. But now they are not running. Now they are assaulting you. And it's been so much different. Uh, when I relayed out the formulas, it showed that the uh, the percent that were killed by assaultive behavior in uh, 2019 was about 40%. And in 2021, it was 53%. So... You could see how the numbers went up, whether we just ignore the COVID or not. And I think that that might have something to do with how people are feeling at home. I, I, I guess the way they, they react to the police is, is different, obviously, but maybe some of that is because of the, the things that have impacted them through the pandemic. And, uh, and I thought that maybe we needed to hear a little bit about how we approach those situations differently. You know, I, I, I'm afraid that we still go to a domestic assault thinking that somebody came home late or somebody got intoxicated and knocked somebody around, where that's really not the case here. These are, these are different types of fights. These are different types of arguments. And uh, that was basically why I wanted to ask you about that, uh, how you feel that that changes things for us and as, as we go through this series, to talk a little bit about how it's impacted the police directly. But I think in going in some type of a, an order would be, what changed first? I guess it's the people that we, that we deal with. And then ultimately it ended up changing us and having an impact on us as police officers. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and I think that may be what's different. And, you know, the FBI said 2021 – there was a 30% increase in homicides in the society. So there seems to be an anger that's escalating 
in society and maybe also when you go on runs to home. So if we say, what is it as opposed to the usual domestic, the alcohol, the anger, somebody wants to leave that we're dealing with, maybe there are impacts of COVID-19 affecting the people not only on a domestic run but a street encounter, but the officers and themselves because COVID-19 was a life quake, if you will, of disruptions. It was a worldwide disruption of the social economic order. Uh, everybody was concerned about their livelihood. Uh, how many officers said, you know, my wife was employed, now her job was either furloughed, she has to stay home because somebody got to take care of the kids when the kids were sequestered in the house. And it was a change in the social order of things. And then people had to deal every day with an invisible threat, a virus. Were they safe? The fear of illness. If I get sick, could I infect my kids? Can I infect my parents? Could I kill my parents? And we didn't know where we are. And it created tremendous uncertainty, tremendous anxiety, tremendous frustration And the future changed, and when people have a destruction of their sense of future, it adds to irritability, anger, uncertainty. And then when you have a run and you have all these other personal and economic factors, and then you have an interaction with an officer, maybe some of the anger we're seeing is a displacement against the officer for these other fears that are going on in their lives. And, you know, how do we take a look at the new normal in police work? And more importantly, once officers become aware of additional ranges of stresses that may be affecting the citizens they interact, how do they reset and reimagine their roles in the encounters with the public so they're personally safe as well as they are more, in a sense, empathic with some of the people they're, they're inter, interacting with. Well, you know, we throughout history, probably going back to Wyatt Earp, the first thing you tried to do was to de-escalate the situation, you know, put down the gun, you know, come on out of there, you know, slow down, these types of things. And I think that uh, one of the things we'll have to talk about at some point and maybe developing some type of training is uh, – how de-escalation has changed. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, I was on the job many years ago, and you flip the lights on, maybe a guy would run from you, maybe he would pull over, but he very rarely decided to jump out of the car and start shooting at you. And through the first six weeks of this year, we've already had 49 officers shot on duty. Really, in about 45 days, you had 49 people shot. And really, that's that's a significant uh, increase over even last year, which was the worst year ever. You know, recently we had those two New York City officers that were killed, and really they weren't threatening anybody. I mean, they they had they had come there with good intentions, and and that seems to be the case. And I think it's something that we need to make our people aware of that it's not the same it's not the same kitchen fight that we used to go to. Uh, and I think that Blue Cross is, uh, and I've asked them to try to update this formula or this summary that they created back in September of 2020, because uh, I think 18 months later, we're going to find that that number has gone up significantly. In fact, they're, they're selling life insurance. And I was told the other day that the people they rep, that they sell policies to 
between the ages of 18 and 64, the deaths have gone up over 40% over 2019 for people under the age of 64 years old. So I don't think that's a coincidence, and it's happening for a lot of reasons. But, uh, you know, maybe the next time when we talk, when we move on to uh, one of the next episodes, uh, we can talk a little bit about how police officer has uh, police officers are, have been impacted on the job by COVID, too. They, they didn't get to work from home. You know, the types of things that have impacted them over time and such. So uh, let's, let's talk about that the next time we get together. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the POAM podcast radio show. I want to remind you that each and every month you can find every single podcast online on Apple iTunes. Just search for POAM. They're also available for download or for live listen on our website. Visit us at POAM.net. Get on our newsletter and send us all of your comments and suggestions for future shows. Shows.